You're listening to Let's go. the Second Opinion Podcast. Second Opinion on what? I think we should get a second opinion. Where all things gaming are on our mind all the time. That's all I can think about. Just like the name says, we might have some different opinions. So get yelling, laughing, crying, and of course some very opinionated gamers. Here are your hosts, Celeb, Bolt, and TJ. It's just, I don't know, man. It's still been kind of crazy. I, I think I, I think that honestly, I'm at I'm at total peace with the whole like Bethesda deal. Well, like I'm it. not mad. I mean, of course. You well, know, I mean, you're just gonna have to deal with it. I'm not mad Whether about you're it. You're at peace with it or not. You just have to. I'm not. It. You know, I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying you have to. Deal I'm just with letting it. you know that I'm not mad about it. <laughs> Microsoft bought your 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 beloved studio. You just have to. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think about it in a in a grown up mindset. <laughs> you know, honestly, you th- I think about it in a grown up mindset. Like, okay, Microsoft bought Bethesda, right? Who, as many of you guys know, like, I'm a Bethesda fanboy. So, yeah. what's the end game here? Whatever I have to do, if they do actually come out and say. Elder Scrolls 6 and all these games are going to be exclusive on Xbox, and I'm going to buy an Xbox. I mean, I, you know, yeah, it's a little bit more than what I expected to pay for. Welcome but to at the, the same side. time, bro, I would really highly... No, I can't do that. I was going to say I would really highly be doubtful. I would really doubt it if the Xbox Series S isn't available, and I'd just get that. But if I'm playing Elder Scrolls 6, i got to play that shit in, like, true 4K. Sir, you do. Yeah, so especially do, with brother. these new engines and all right, that. So, right. what's up, guys? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode three hundred and one of the Second Opinion Podcast. We passed the three hundred marker last week. Um, I'm sure some of you are possibly confused. Why are you um, confused? Because I, you know, I've never really addressed this, but on Anchor and on our Spotify page and whatever else, it only has like a hundred. 190 something episodes well that's not good i think but if you if you go over to itunes um you can see the other episodes available there or whatever else but you know there was that whole mindset whenever i first moved over to anchor whatever i was like well i'm gonna transfer everything but there's been you know we we, you know skelly and all these other people we've had all different types of co-hosts on here and you know logins of this and that and they've forgotten right. logins so you know i know um and i could search a thousand different ways on google to find all those episodes for you guys but still episode 301 i'm very excited that we're here we got a really special um show for you today we're going to be talking about all different Wanna types be of a stuff. real boy papa <laughs> <laughs> What is that meat cannon? Meat yeah, canyon so, yeah, whatever. something like that. Something on TikTok. Oh, so insane. Creepy, um, but we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. We're going to be talking about um, Call of Duty Black Ops Zombies being revealed. We're going to talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla and the recent story trailer that was released. Um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, we're also going to be talking about some really crazy news that broke today with Spider Man being uh, like refaced, um, and then. We're also going to have uh, a few special opinions at the end of the episode, uh, and I really hope you guys um, make sure to tune in to, to the end of the episode because it uh, it's really awesome that I was able to get these people on to the podcast for uh, basically their opinions. 
Um, so, of course, first off, we got uh, Tony uh, Polancho uh, from uh, the Throwdown Show, PC Mag. Uh, Tony's a really awesome guy. Then, of course, we got Fame from Level 1 um, Gaming. Uh, we also have Dallas Man from Level 1 Gaming. We got Jay Shockblast, good friend of mine, really great YouTuber. If you haven't had a chance, definitely check out his YouTube page. He's got over 302,000 subscribers now. Uh, really proud of him. Of course, then we have the man uh, that is across the seas, um, Matt, a.k.a. Move the Joystick, the media content editor of Cinelinks. Um, we got Dreamcast Guy, really great dude, uh, heading close to 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, actually finally got to meet him in person at last year's QuakeCon, and he's just a great guy. He's uh, based in Texas, so definitely make sure to check him out. And then, of course, we got Rob from Cinelinks as well. Um, and lastly, um, of course, I don't know why I would forget this, but we got Real Otaku Man, or a.k.a. Andre Otaku Man 5000 over on uh, the Twitterverse. Uh, he is part of Real Otaku Gamer. Um, very, very good friend of mine. I've known him for quite some time. Um, so definitely make sure to ch uh, check out Real Otaku Gamer and check out the Real Otaku Gamer podcast, which just was recently relaunched. So um, I got to say, guys, as I always say, it is such a pleasure to be here with the man, the myth, and the legend, Bolts. What's up, bro? How What's you doing? What's up, bro, bro? How's everything going? Man, everything is going. Getting, getting yeah. ready for a holiday season. Um, it's, it's good to hear that um, all of your, your buddies in the gaming industry are going to gonna pipe in and give us some opinions that's yeah. really cool man yeah. that's really cool i'm glad um, they, i'm glad they took the time out to to uh to give you that um that feedback bro yeah man i it's always great um to have them all on here and um i i haven't had everyone that was on that list actually on the podcast and the way i have this set up is set up for um is set up for the aspect of like we're going to go through the show, and then at the end of the show, um, you know, I'll talk about, you know, something, and, and we're going to have those audio clips on here to, to share all their opinions about the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and, of course, Bethesda um, and the buyout that happened with them last week. So um, I really hope you guys tune in, and please make sure to do me a favor. Head on over to Twitter. Give us a follow at Second Opinion Pro. Um, follow me on Twitter, S0LEB. Um, you can go to Anchor, and actually on our Anchor page, if you search Second Opinion Podcast, you can find all the links to the podcast sites that we have the podcast on. We got iTunes, Google Play. We've submitted our um, we submitted um, a, a form to get moved on Apple uh, or Apple on Amazon <laughs> Music. Um, and um, we got all different types of places that we're at, so definitely make sure to check us out. But of course, check us out at sendlinks.com. So. Um. Yeah. So let's get into it, bro. We're let's get into, into this great deep with our waiters on. Oh. <laughs> let's get into this great episode. <laughs> brought to you by Popple. Make sure to head on over to popple.co. Use the code <laughs> Second Opinion. Oh, Popple. Oh, Second right, Opinion, guys. bro. Save twenty percent on the best way to share your social profiles. So, bolts. What up, dog? What have you been up to? How's life? And what you've been gaming? Man, life is great. I have a beautiful woman on my arm now. Mm. No, um, life is really good. Um, it's just, it's, it's, you know, I'm just, I'm gearing up for the, for peak season at UPS, waiting for the, for the holiday time. This is our, this is our, our lullaby time, is what I call it. It's that, um, 
it's the calm before the storm. Yeah. You know, the volume is lightened up a little bit. I'm getting some extra workers in, so the work is being spread out. So it's not real too hectic at this point. Um, so it is the calm before the storm. Um, yeah. But that's, I mean, and that's, that's really it, man. Yeah. Other than I'm, I've been playing a few games here and there. Uh, you know, I don't have Madden 21 anymore, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, I played, you know, I went to a buddy's house and played it the other day. And I don't understand what EA has done. Uh, it confuses me. Um, you hadn't been playing much on Game Pass? I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really balls deep in Ori and the Wisp, though. I haven't really. If I play something on, on Xbox right now, it is Ori and the Wisp. Well, um, Doom comes out tomorrow on Game Pass. When, I know. Doom I, Eternal. Yeah, I know. And I, I may play that. I don't, you know, it just, it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, I, and, and don't get shit twisted. It's, it's a, it's a, no, 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 no. I, I know, I it's know you think it's a great game. game. It's just, you know. Yeah. Um, but other than that, man, I have like Mass Effect comes out. You're like, I'm on it. <laughs> First of all, I can play Mass Effect all I want because I have EA, uh, access as of right now. Um, and of course, when EA Play is officially attached to game. when when is that happening? I, I thought it was I thought it was already supposed to happen, but I guess um, maybe at the end of the year. Or something. I think so. I think. Oh, so. you know, I wonder if they're going to do it when the Xbox probably X launches. probably. Um, and and I wonder, you know, EA Play only allows like some of the, some of the older titles. I would it'd be nice if they could throw some some just newer ones in there every now and then. How many games are on EA Access? Oh, I, I thought it was like a hundred. On EA Access, no, it's not that much. No, you have you have like you have all the Dead Spaces, you have all the Dragon Ages, Mass Effects, um, FIFA's up to I think like seventeen, I think seventeen through twenty. NHL Seven, uh, yeah, uh, NHL seventeen through twenty. You have like Need for Speed, Payback, Heat, um, Rivals. Uh, you have the Battlefields. You have of course Anthem. You have Battlefronts. Uh, you have is it Pe- Peggle? Peggle. Um, Unravel. Uh, wow. You have Zumas. Uh, you have uh, Plants vs. Uh, Guardians. Uh, Plants vs. Guardians. <laughs> Bro. Plants vs. Zombies. God almighty. Plants um, vs. Guardians. I'm yeah. like, they, they threw Destiny up in that bitch? Yeah, right. Uh, de- um, uh, do, 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 do. The main EA titles, yeah, basically. Yeah. But uh, I would think the same thing that, you, that you're saying. Like, why not throw in some of them other ones? Like, some of the old school EA games. I, I, that I don't understand. Is Medal of Honor on there? You know, I think there might be one Medal of Honor. Man, they should put like the remastered Frontline or something on. There, you know, bro, so it's it's it. There, it looks like there's a lot of there's a lot of um, hope and joy from that. If if they could really really expand into it, I I think you know because there's a shit ton of good EA titles out there they don't even have on there. Um, you know, <laughs> Need for Speed Most Wanted. I'm just saying. Yeah. The original Most. The wanted. original. The O yeah. five. But if they could remake that, oh, mm. you would get it. Huh. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna talk about remakes in in just a minute. And you know how I feel about remakes and remasters and shit. Like that. <laughs> but yeah, no. O five most wanted would be would be a treasure. In, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. In I my, agree. In my vault. If they did a, I would say if they did a full remaster of Need for Speed Most Wanted the original, I, I would probably play it because it was just so. Much it was fun, so dude. good. Man. It was it was so much. It was so. Oh, they also have uh, the remaster of Burnout Paradise, which I played the other day. Oh yeah, Burnout Paradise was great. <laughs> so God, uh, but so that's good. what I've been playing. Order the Wisp mostly, um, and why does this dude always football. have to mow? Man, the grass grows, oh, listen, bro. Bro, my the neighbor mows grows. so much. <laughs> 
I would not be surprised if that fucker got up at like two o'clock in the morning and was like, "It's time to mow." I'm like, hey, you know what they say? In, in the adulthood, there's no greater peer pressure than your neighbor mowing the lawn. I'm telling you, that is like my peer pressure. It is no joke. Every Wednesday, he mows. What? I mean, he's got a schedule. Bro. I go out there. I'm like, hey, listen, man. We usually record the podcast on Wednesdays, so could you not mow at five o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon, please? Um, but anyways, well, my life has been pretty good as well. Everything's been um, pretty well-rounded. Kids are doing good. And um, me and my wife have um, have had a pretty good time recently on Among Us, which is a great game. If you haven't played it yet. I played one match the other day. And you were just like, nah. It's, it's, it's just not my cup of tea, bro. Oh, man, it's a strategy game. I it's would, like a murder mystery strategy game. I understand, game. but then you have to go like fix the wires. Yeah, but it's then... so much better, too, whenever you're the imposter. Like earlier, literally about two hours ago, I played it, and I killed five people back-to-back. Like walked into a room, somebody's there by themselves, killed them. Walked up to the navigation, someone's there by themselves, killed them. And I killed the last person in the game, and it was like celeb wins. I was like, what? Maybe if I was the the killer, I'd probably have a little bit more fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun doing that because you can sabotage um, items throughout the map from anywhere on the map. You don't actually have to go to those areas. You can sabotage them wherever. So it throws everybody off. They'll walk in there and something gets sabotaged. You're like, there's nobody here. Wow, yeah. So, but anyways, I've been playing that with Darren. I've had a lot of fun. Um... I am playing Mafia Definitive Edition. I'm going to do a review of it. Just give me a quick, how is it? Um, listen, man. It is fucking beautiful. That's all I need to uh, it is. It is gorgeous. But I have a complaint. I knew it. See, just, just listen to me, man. <sighs> I, I don't know how to word it. I can't really complain because the game is remastered the way it is, and it's only $39. Okay, I purchased this game by myself, doing a review for it. Um, it's only thirty nine dollars, but it feels so much like the first game. Like it feels so much like Mafia did. Uh, I wouldn't say it's bad, right? But it's just like, I mean, it. Let me say this again. It <laughs> looks gorgeous. I mean, the game is fucking beautiful. Driving around in Little Italy and you know Lost Heaven or Haven and all that. I mean, it's yeah. great. It looks so so good. But there's so much of a feeling of the classic game. It is crazy. Really, like to the extent of like even when you walk up to a door. It's not like new styles of opening a door to where he like opens it and just walks in. Like you walk up to the door, the guy grabs the handle and he swings it back like they would if fucking Grand Theft Auto. Like get into a car door, it's like yeah. Wham! It's literally the same exact movements. So I feel like they had all the gameplay design and everything already still coded, and they pretty much like, hey, here's a brand new facelift, new engine and everything, but let's use the same code. It seems like some things have been improved upon. Right. Like I would probably say it feels a little bit smoother. Of course, the frame rates are better. The visuals are better. The audio is better. Um, But it still has that stiffness 
I, I have a I PS2 game. I understand. I completely understand. You know? I, th- I felt the same way about Madden 21, which is completely off subject, but it was just so stiff while you were playing and stuff like that. I absolutely understand that shit, bro. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and one thing that I I despised about the original release of Mafia <clears throat> was the driving. Like, despised it. Um, you know, I knew that I had to do it. Right. But what's great about this is that, well, what's bad about this is that the driving is still kind of bad. But what's great about it is that they give you the option of skipping certain driving missions. Oh, really? Like at the beginning of the game, you can literally turn on a mode to where like you have the option of like you can either drive there or you can skip it directly to the mission. See what was cool about so Mafia. they knew they were like no, no driving actually, was pretty fucking but, but, bad. But see, they had, they 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 did that change in Mafia Two on the uh, 360 or whatever it was on. I did thought, they really? Yeah, because in the, in that one you couldn't skip the mission or you mm. couldn't skip the driving. You could put that bitch on cruise control. Yeah. Well, and, see, it, and it would stop at stoplights and stop signs and, and, and obey the speed limit. That wouldn't be too bad. Like, if you could do that, that would be great. But they just give you the option just to skip it. So, which is good. You know, I'm probably going to turn that on after playing it like two hours earlier. And I was driving. I was like, nah, you ain't going to be able to do this. <laughs> no, no, so, no. Uh-uh. So, um, real boy, but I mean, for the most part, like, it, you know, it's mafia, dude. Like, it, it, it looks good. The voice acting and stuff like that, a lot of that was re-recorded for the game. Um, and I, I was on a mission, like the, one of the first missions, to where you go to the go to the rival gang's um, like um, garage and beat the shit out of the cars and you know, <laughs> throw the throw the Molotov cocktails and burn them. And then you beat the hell out of those guys and drove back across town. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a mafia game, and it. I think that it is going to overall. It's going to be a good game, a good remaster because it looks beautiful. They they kind of achieved what they wanted to achieve with it. Let's say that. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how I feel whenever I beat it. Um, and it will. I'll probably beat it a little bit quicker. You know, since I can skip all the driving because there's a lot of driving. So um, <laughs> I've also been playing Warzone a lot. I've been playing the plunder mode on Warzone uh, with just myself, but also the other day I got in there and played with Jesus and Elvin um, and uh, trying to squat up with some more people like Travis. Um, but um, I, I've been doing really good on plunder, bro. Like, I've been doing really, really good for the most part. Like, almost every match I at least finish in, like, second or third. Well, good, so, man. Um, I'm really enjoying my time on plunder. <clears throat> and then they just updated everything with season six. So there's Plunder Trio now, and then there's also another Battle Royale mode that's like armored cars, um, and it's like these armored vehicles you get into the back of, and I think you have to like control one for long enough. I don't really know because I haven't played it as of yet, um, but I'm just uh, I'm excited for the future of Call of Duty. Let's say that. Um, and when with saying that, we're going to move into our first segment of the night, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Zombie mode has been revealed, and classic zombies are back yet again. And I'm going to tell you guys something. I am so excited for this. It is ridiculous. So today, Treyarch and Activision revealed Black Ops Cold War Zombie mode, and it is all the class... It's everything that classic zombie fans have wanted for so long. Um, So... In this new continuation of the classic zombie mode, we meet a so-called new cast of characters as they find 
out that once again the zombie horde has returned to wreak havoc. In this trailer, Craig Houston, lead writer, and Kevin Drew, expert game designer, talk on the new progress system, classic fan uh, favorites uh, returning to the, the genre, uh, and new Cold War weaponry coming to the game. So something that really stood out for me in this trailer was the fact that a lot of stuff was returning. And I don't just mean, you know, perks and weapons. I mean like a whole fucking level, like Nocturne Toten, which is by far one of the biggest, uh, most classic levels in the history of Call of Duty. Um, but this chapter, the first chapter will be called Da, uh, uh, da Machine. And um, it's based on Nocturne Toten, and it's been, you know, you know of course, years since um, since the um, since Black Ops One. Right, right, right. So, and this is set in the '80s, so you know it's all fallen in, and there's spray paint everywhere, and all this other stuff. And they find out once you go down even further, there's like this new machine and new like newer zombies to take on, um, and it's just a whole fucking shit show, basically. Um, as part of the uh, Requiem, which is the group that you play a part of, um, a CIA-backed international response team led by Gregory Weaver from the original Black Ops story, operatives explore a World War II bunker that hasn't only been ravaged by time. While fighting to suppress an unnatural phenomenon at the graffiti-skinned boarded up bunker requiem team members investigate what lies beneath uh this structure that's been left to crumble after decades of disservice um at the same time a soviet-led division and rival of requiem the omega group enters the fray the omega group also has keen interest in studying and harnessing the unexplained events and anomalies manifesting around the globe um so uh, a connected and thrilling experience across modes and platforms. So they state right here, whether you're a longtime zombie veteran who also plays multiplayer or a first time Call of Duty uh, player completely new to zombies, expect to drop in uh, to fun uh, that is faster than ever before. Um, so first off, cross play and cross gen play. Just like multiplayer, squ uh, squads and zombies can be formed across platforms and generations, marking the first time for the franchise history to have co-op mode available via crossplay. So you'll be able to play this with people on Xbox, with people, you know, uh, you know, PC, and also if you have a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, you'll be able to play it cross-generation. And that's very, very beneficial right, because, because it's something we've been begging for for a long, long time. It is extremely beneficial. <laughs> so, you know, so, because I'll have my Xbox, y'all will have your PlayStation, and yeah, I'll be and able, we can actually yeah. play together. So, battle pass progression and loadouts. Players will now advance through the battle pass with timed uh, with time played in zombies, similar to the multiplayer in Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, Requiem team members can also start. The match with their gunsmith crafted weapons of choice via the loadout support. This is huge, huge. That means first off, right out the bat, you can literally choose your loadout. Like if you have a gun that you've created in gunsmith, you can literally choose that instead of starting out with just a pistol. That's the first zombie mode to ever have That's that available. Awesome too. <laughs> um, yeah. Weapon rarity. In, in addition to the return of packet punch machine, 
to transform your weapons and all weapons will now have... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. In addition to the return of Packet Punch Machine to transform your weapons, all weapons will now have a rarity associated with them. The higher the rarity, the greater the damage output and achievements, uh, achievements for the weapons. For the first time, this will allow any weapon in the game to be um, sustainable in later rounds. This also adds variety and fun into finding new weapons through wall buys and mystery boxes. So that means each one of those weapons will have some crazy ass thing that it can do with that rarity throughout the game. So as we saw in the trailer, there were some weapons that, that looked like normal weapons, but it shot out like frost blast right, right. and all this other shit. So you can actually, at some point in time, they said you can actually combine it to where like you shoot it and then you shoot your other weapon instantaneously. Um, so that will be really, really great. Um, field upgrades. Outside of weaponry, players can find field upgrades as proactive abilities to add another layer to squad base tactics. Uh, charge them up by killing zombies and then deploying them in times of desperation. From offensive buffs to abilities that aid uh, in, in uh, evasion or healing and even reviving, these field upgrades are made to fit numerous play styles. So that's pro fucking pretty huge as well. It, it truly is, and it's. Um, I'm glad they're bringing the, the all the old stuff with some of the new stuff. That's going to be really, 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 really fun to play. Oh yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and it seems like they're merging a lot of really great aspects of multiplayer um, into uh, into zombies, which is really great. So equipment around the map, you can find uh, and craft. Um, certain equipment like lethal, tactical, and support equipment. Lethal and tactical equipment are similar to the equipment found in multiplayer like frags um, and other items. This slot, this slot could be where you deploy grenade launchers, sentry turrets, explosive bows, and even chopper gunners. All tools that, uh, that can deliver a massive power spike to your squad when it most needs it. Perks. Classic zombie perks are backed with a reimagined Cold War aesthetic, including the return of the timeless favorites like Juggernaut and Speed Cola. So, of course, you know, TJ, I'm sure he flipped out whenever he saw <laughs> Juggernaut on that trailer. Right. But that's a really big thing. Um, and it says there's no, there are no longer uh, a limit of how many different perks you can consume. That is huge, that man. Is huge. So go ahead and crack open a six pack if you have the points to do so. That is fucking great. Um, Xville. Um, instead of, I'm reading this wrong. Um, Black Ops Zombies provides a new option to escape. With your life, when you are fleeing, uh, when you are feeling overrun, if you dare, if the whole squad is in trouble, you can opt to exfiltrate uh, the undead combat zone via helicopter. Although zombies will spawn, uh, although zombie spawns will be dialed up to eleven, you uh, should expect to earn some rewards if your squad completes the final push to survive. Stay tuned for more intel, blah, 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 blah. So, bro, that's some big-ass fucking upgrades. Oh, it is. It is. And and it's 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 really, it's going to be really awesome to see and play. And, and you got all that shit going on, especially the six-pack of, of, of the perks and shit yeah. like that. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be intense, man. It, it really, really is. is. Um, so, there's new zombies. There's new, um, there's new hounds. There's new everything. But also, there's everything that we loved 
from the classic zombie series and i am so fucking excited for it man i'm so excited for it um and these new zombies and shit look really fucking great the gameplay of course um looks unbelievable and um i just don't really know what to what else to say outside of um fucking congratulations treyarch because i mean they they literally this entire reveal is exactly what gamers wanted um and it's something that um people like tj uh and even wesley are are you know really big fans of the black ops series so when world war ii came out there was a reimagining of zombies um and i loved it i don't know about you bolts i don't know if you played it much at all but i love the reimagining of zombies I'm I'm not big on the the whole zombie mode just because it's it's never been truly my cup of tea. I mean, through my through my life, I've killed many of zombies through many genre games and stuff yeah. like that. It's just one of the it's just one of those things that I've really never really struck struck or piqued my interest. Um, but and 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 for the most part, I've really never had a crew to to play with because I've always been on Xbox <clears> and we've never we haven't had the cross platform across you know cross gen consoles and stuff like that. So I'm, I may get into it with y'all. Um, we shall see. But it's just one of those things, man. Um, well, you know, Craig Houston, who is the writer of, of uh, Zombies, he actually had stated that at one point in time uh, through this video, he said, you know, of course, this is a new story. Uh, it's a continuation from the Black Ops uh, zombie saga. Um, but at the end of the video, he had stated, you know, there's some stuff that just doesn't really want to die. So I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know if that means the doctor is going to come back. I don't know if that means, um, uh, you know, the main baddie is going to come back. Um, I don't really know what that means at all. But I, I would suggest that it means we're going to see some, uh, some, a, a lot of homages uh, from the original, you know, zombie trio. So, right. or, you know, uh, squad. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very, very excited for this. And I honestly think the from what I'm looking at, of course I haven't played it yet, but I'm honestly thinking that this has the possibility of being possibly the best zombie mode um, year to date. Um, oh, I'm sure just, just just by listening to what they offer. Yeah, and I mean Absolutely. looking at it, the fact that it's going to be you know it it, it it's going to be a, a a launch title pretty much for Xbox and and PlayStation. So. Um, I'm very, very fucking excited for that. And uh, and speak of that, um, with Call of Duty being so close, it's only, you know, if you really cut it down to, you know, cut month, it down to dates or whatever, it's like a month and a half. Yep. Yeah. So, which is crazy. That means it's like a month and a half until the new systems launch. Yep. Um, but uh, in just about a week's time... Um, Actually, next Thursday, um, this coming up Thursday, the open beta um, for uh, Black Ops Cold War starts for uh, PlayStation and PC. Yes. yes. Um, so, and then it will be followed the next week. Another open beta will happen, and it's the cross-platform beta. So it'll be open again for PlayStation, but it'll also be open then for yep. Xbox. Yep. So that's really cool. So if you didn't get a chance to play the alpha, you will be able to play the beta. And if you're a PlayStation user, you get to double dip. So you get to play it two times. Um, so I'm very excited for that, especially since my internet's back on. So I'll be able to play 
um, with uh, Jesus and Elvin and them. But uh, it looks really good. It, 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 I feel like it's going to be a, a really great game. Um, do you have anything else you want to comment on it? No, um, I'm, I'm glad they're going back to the roots for the most part. You know, um, they're, they're bringing back um, stuff that the fans have loved and wanted to, bar- to be brought back. So it's just it's it's awesome that they're going back to the roots, bringing the the the, the glory back to the zombies that what everybody loves. So yeah, yeah. So and as I said earlier, I, I was a big fan of World War II zombies. I, I liked how, um, uh, you know, I liked how the mines from Sledgehammer, who, you know, of course were the mines that, uh, you know, uh, what is it? It was it was it it wasn't Volition. It was um, Visceral. Yes, Visceral yes. Games. Um, that did Dead Space. So it had that really scary, gory, crazy feel. But I am very into what I saw on this gameplay reveal. And if you haven't had a chance, head over to Cinelinks.com. Check out the article that I posted with all the information and watch the trailer because it looks really fucking good. So something that's a little off topic before we move on to the next segment. I did want to talk about this because last week me and Bolts were talking about like launch titles for the PlayStation 5. Um, and, I, I, you know, honestly, as with everything that's been going on, everyone's making this, you know, really big deal about the the, the Bethesda acquisition. And, and I'll tell you right now, it's great. And I can agree with every Xbox fan out there that is saying this. There's a lot of Xbox fans out there saying, if it was the other way and PlayStation acquired Bethesda, would everyone be reacting the same way? Absolutely. You know what would. I'm saying? But that's a, like PlayStation fans would be like, exclusive. Elder Scrolls is exclusive. You know what I'm saying? They, they would be acting the same way, in all honesty. But I, you know, I know that I'm a big enough Bethesda fan that I'm going to buy an Xbox if I have to to, to, uh, to play those games. But when we talk about launch titles, <clears throat> I think one thing that I have been miscued over the last few years is always thinking about exclusives and in the last few months i've kind of really changed my perspective on it and just thought about the games you know what i'm saying because right. i prefer playstation because of the feel of the controller i like the 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 fact that they have a different and a different type of ui design mm-hmm. you know they push the envelope on that type of stuff you know xbox is doing their own thing and it seems like they're really starting to change things I think the Xbox Series S and X are going to be very popular systems. Um, and I think the exclusives that they're going to have on their consoles are going to be really great. Uh, but for the most part, I'm really going to enjoy my PlayStation 5. And whenever I get an Xbox, I'm really going to enjoy that. Now, when it comes down to games that are going to be available pretty much day one. Okay. So let's talk about exclusives for the PlayStation 5. You have Astro's Playroom, which is is already installed on the console. They're saying that Astro's Playroom this time is going to have a little bit more of like a platformer aspect to it as well. You're going to be able to play it, whatever. Then you have Demon Souls. You have Destruction All-Stars, which I'm not into. You have uh, Sackboy, uh, a big adventure. Um, you have uh, Marvel Spider-Man. Um, and then Timed Exclusive. Um, you have Godfall. Um, that's going to be available day one on the PlayStation. Um, but then when you move into third-party titles, you're also day one, uh, pretty much day one, going to be able to get Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk 2077, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, um, Devil May Cry 5, Destiny 2, 
uh, Fortnite, Maneater, NBA uh, 2K21, uh, Watch Dog Legions. Um, and those are third-party games. But then you move down into the PlayStation Plus collection as well. So day one, if you get a PS5, you'll be able to download PlayStation 5 games um, through the PlayStation Plus collection service. And they said that this collection service is going to be something that will be used through the life cycle of the console. So you're going to be able to play Battlefield 1, Batman Arkham Knight, Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, Fallout 4, uh, Final Fantasy V, God of War, Infamous Second Son, Monster Hunter, Mortal Kombat 10, Persona 5, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil 7, Last of Us Remastered, The Last Guardian, Uncharted 4, and Until Dawn. So I would not be surprised if in the next few months, like let's just say by March or April of next year, that they announce that The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima are going to come to the PlayStation you know, collection lineup since they're first-party titles. For, for PS5 is what I'm getting at. So that's a, I mean, for the most part, in, in my perspective, it's no additional cost to, to have the PlayStation collection. So you get all those games for free on the PlayStation Plus collection, just as long as you play uh, pay for PlayStation Plus. So that's great. That's great. But one thing that I've always pushed, and I'm sure you can go back on some older episodes and hear me talking shit about Xbox. I've always said, I'm like, man, Xbox really needs to get games. But, you know, honestly, whenever I look at it as a whole right now, you know, Xbox has games. You know, Xbox has Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Xbox has, you know, I'm guessing around the launch of the console, like me and Bolts talked about earlier, Xbox has EA Access added into the Game Pass. And now they have Bethesda titles that are going to be in the Game Pass. So, like, honestly, both of these consoles have res- respectively have... A good chunk of games to play day one. You know, it's funny you say that. You read that list of PlayStation 5. I wonder if Fallout 4 will still be on there. Oh, I think it will be. Because it's a previously released well, I, I know. It's just funny that, you know, you think about it. Be like, well, let me pull that bitch over Yeah, here. right. They're like, nope. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, it will still be on there. But but then you just, you, I just look at it like this. Like, no matter your console, no matter what console you choose that you're going to get day one, you're going to have games to play. You know what I'm saying? And in all honesty, Bolts, this is the first time that I can remember in a while that, because I I mean, PlayStation 4 had a couple launch titles. They had probably like six or seven. Right. But they were just kind of meh. You know what I'm saying? But really, when you think about it, we haven't had this many games to play day one on a system since like the era of like PS2 and Xbox. Very true. You know, because PS3 when it came out and 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 Xbox 360 when it came out, it was just AAA titles. It really there, was. there really was no exclusive. I mean, I mean, you, you you did have Heavenly Sword and you had Lair, but weren't both of those launch titles? Yes, Heavenly Sword was great. It was entirely way Uncharted. Too short. Uncharted was a launch title. Was too. it really? Yeah. Okay. See, see, 360 didn't have any launch titles. Like, I mean, like exclusive launch titles. Yeah. When it when it first released, the biggest thing it had was Call of Duty 2. You know, and which and hey, don't get shit twisted. That <laughs> shit looked good. It was. I remember I was working in Silver Springs at the time, and they were showing off the Xbox 360. Now, when was it? When did the 360 launch? Man, oh, God. I, I I worked at GameStop back in like. Let's see, what was it? Oh, it was like it was like oh five, oh six, oh seven, oh eight, something like that. 2005. Yep. November 22nd of 2005. So I remember <sighs> around the time of the launch, 
I was in Silver Springs and um, they had this big setup at the Walmart. Uh, and at the Walmart. <laughs> and this big setup at, at, at the local Walmart. And it was all talking about Call of Duty, bro. And they had the demo set up. Um, and, bro, even like Peter Jackson's King Kong. Mm-hmm. They had that. And it was like, look at the lighting and look how different it is in fucking Xbox and PlayStation 2. And I mean, I remember playing that demo of King Kong and I was like, holy fuck, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um, but. Just think it just really thinking about that type of stuff, man. It, it's it's nuts to me that I don't know, man. It's just it's just nuts. You think as we get older or I think as we get older, I'm starting to really just look at how sad console wars are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It truly is. It truly is, man. So I pulled this article up real quick because we were talking about it. And this was posted on GameSpot in 2005. Xbox 360 pricing revealed $299 and $399 models due at launch. So this kind of gets into something else that I really talked about on Twitter earlier. So the 399 Xbox 360, the Xbox 360 console, 20 gigabyte detachable hard drive, wireless controller, wireless Xbox Live headset, uh, high definition AV cables, Ethernet cable, media c- remote control, detachable faceplate, and Xbox Live Silver membership for three hundred and ninety nine dollars. Okay, so think about this: <laughs> it has been fifteen years since that console launched. The economic system is completely different, completely different, and we are getting. And first off, Peter Moore was a vice president. Yeah, then, I know, so. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are getting a console from Xbox that does quadruple the amount of visual representation of what gaming is supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? A a, a a system that can play games that are so realistic and so fast-paced, it is ridiculous. And that fucking console is only $100 more than what it was 15 years ago. Okay? So that leads down into what I'm talking about on Twitter the other day. Somebody was talking about the price of games going up to sixty nine ninety nine, and they were like, you know, I mean, do you really think that they need to go up to sixty nine a six sixty nine ninety nine or seventy bucks? And I said, yes. It's been fifteen years since a price increase. It was in two thousand five. The Dallas Morning News, I remember, posted an article on the front page that said video game prices are going up. At that time, they were only forty nine ninety nine, and they went up to fifty nine ninety nine. So, fifteen years later. We're, we're getting a $10 increase. So I saw this too. I saw somebody was talking about one of the collector's editions or something. And the collector's edition was 99 bucks. And they posted this article. And it was like, you know, new games are going to be $70. Deluxe editions are going to be uh, 80. And the collector's editions are going to be 100. And I'm like, oh, what? Okay. So what the fuck are you talking about? Who cares? It's going to be 10 more dollars. Who gives a fuck? If you want a game enough that has, you know, oh, well, you know, get fucking, you know, let's just say, you know, get Gears of War 6 and it's Marcus Phoenix riding a fucking silver pony. If somebody really wants that and the price is $250. Guess what? Guess what? They're going to fucking pay for it. Yeah, damn right we are. You know, so um, I honestly look at it like this. We're paying 10 more dollars and we're getting... Uh, a completely different experience than what we did 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah and, and that's the fucking truth, people. Y'all don't realize 
the the technology that they put into these games and these systems now is just mind-boggling what it was 15 years ago you know the you you're, you're still paying you're still paying 59.99 for games that do four times what they did what they did 15 years ago you know you're only you're buying a system that's only a hundred dollars more than a system that did you know i would almost say 10 times as much as it did 15 years ago yeah it's it's insane and you know what People still, the people that put their time and effort into building these games and making these games, creating these games, producing, directing, whatever, they still need to get paid for all of the extra effort that they got to put into to make this shit look as good as it does, people. Yeah. So deal fucking with it. And and, and two, uh, I was talking with somebody on Twitter and they were stating the, the whole aspect of like, well, you know, they're, you know, developers. And game studios are getting more money now than what they ever have before. Okay, well, I'm not looking at it in the perspective of saying, hey, well, you know, I, I agree that they need to get more money. But at the same time, I do agree they need to get more money. Well, yeah, it's not it's not the mindset of like, oh, I want to pay for their fucking vacation because they worked hard on this game. They wanted the job. They know that it's going to it's gonna take time and effort. And but, but most of the people that are in the games industry that are working on games like Cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you know, fucking... Shit, even think about Codemaster with Drive. Yep. You know, Drive 5 is going to be a great game. And I hope to God I'm going to be able to review it on PS5. Because, like, they're saying that the PlayStation 5 is going to be able to get up to 120 frames per second. How crazy is that? That's We're going to awesome. have consoles that can do 120 frames per second. Right there on the edge of, of like, full-on PC quality gaming in, in a console that is half the fucking cost. That's it, so man. if we pay a little bit more to get a better experience and it signifies, like, I mean, honestly, honestly, $10 is not much. It's not. I don't, I'm not going to sit there and talk about, oh, well, you know, we're in a, you know, we're in, we're in a crisis right now, whatever. Yes, we're in a crisis. There's a lot of people that don't have jobs. So what's great about this aspect is that some of these studios that came out and Sony should have been clear code about it from the get go, but they, they should have came out in the get go and said, Hey, it is going to be available on most of these games are going to be available on PS4 too. But really that cuts back to that argument as well. I see all these people bitching on Twitter and stuff like that saying, saying the comments that they're saying about, Oh, well, it's it's coming to PS4 and Sony said it's not. It's coming to PS4 and Sony said it's not. Or, you know, Xbox. Everyone gave Xbox shit whenever Xbox said, hey, a bunch of our exclusives are coming to Xbox One as well. It has always happened yep. on almost every console launch outside of, like, for instance, fucking PS2 to PS3. Mm -hmm. You saw Madden. You saw some of these other games. But, like, PS3 to PS4... Almost every AAA title had a PS3 version and a PS4 version, or an Xbox 360 version and an Xbox One version. Almost every title. So just drop it. Just get the fuck over it. Like, I understand that Sony fucked up and they didn't say the stuff. I totally understand. But it's done and over. Fuck. That's been on my chest for like a week. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, the price of the console and stuff like that or the of the games it's really not that big of a deal so moving on to the second segment will assassin's creed valhalla be the best in the series so recently a new assassin's creed well, trailer let's say this, before you start into that real okay, quick yeah. you, you haven't you you don't dive into assassin's creed like i do um i know you played the first one and the second one and the third one um, and the, and you stopped at the third one because you, well I mean I I went back well, well hold up just listen when I say dive into it you yeah, don't yeah. dive into it like I do no um what was your favorite of the series 
before we dive into this. My favorite of of all the Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Well, but let's say this: before Origins and Odyssey launched, you have to choose. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just stating. Assassin's Creed Two was my favorite. You know, no questions asked. I think everybody can say Assassin's Creed 2 was a fucking masterpiece of a game when it came out. It was great. But I would probably say at this point in time, Odyssey has got to be my favorite. Out of out of every one of them. Origins was good, but like I told you, there was something about Origins. I really couldn't um I don't know. I couldn't really get into Origins. Well, or, Origin, you know, or, Origins was a stepping stone for that for that huge RPG style that that mm. Ubisoft was 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 diving into, and of course they're going to expand it more into Odyssey, and of course more into Valhalla. Yeah. Um, but Odyssey was just something different. Bro. It was. It, it was. hit different. I was like, oh. Um, as far as my favorite goes, it'll either be Black Flag or to be Rogue, um, which are which are two completely different aspects of the Assassin's Creed series. I did play Rogue. I, I absolutely, and I did not like it. I absolutely loved the story of Rogue. The whole I was an I was an assassin, and I forgot what the assassins were doing, and I thought it was wrong. So let me go kill the assassins. I loved that whole aspect. It was fucking yeah. great. I think the reason why I didn't like Rogue is because I was so disappointed with three. Like three was a great game, but you know that pivotal point I've uh, talked about it a million times. <laughs> Desmond, Desmond Miles died, and I just had. I just had a fucking moment. It's not even the fact that I thought that, you know, the, like, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, or is that what it was, or? Which one? Oh, uh, the one set in England. Yeah, that was Syndicate. Okay, so Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and what else? Black Flag? I, 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 just, I, I will admit, <laughs> I, I did a very childish thing with Black Flag. I got Black Flag on PS4. I, I started Black Flag on PS3, and then PS4 came out. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get Black Flag. And they were like, everything's enhanced and blah, 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 blah. And I got on there. I was like, this fucking shit's not enhanced. This looks exactly like it did on the last console. So, but I also at that time had a mindset about the um, the fact that I literally had to go everywhere on a ship. But see, but see, even whenever Black Flag came out, I was that guy that says, man, I don't want to go anywhere on a fucking boat. Yeah. But then... I could have ship battles, upgrade my jackdaw, and I, I was I loved it. So, but definitely mine was four, possibly rogue. I can I can understand that because like you and TJ, let me let me say this: when I went to E3 in 2018 and played Skull and Bones, it really kind of made me like the first time I played, uh, like we played Odyssey, and had all these massive battles and stuff, and I was like, oh my fucking god, this is great. And then we went into the next room and we played Skull and Bones. And I like I still to this day really hope that they are not going to cancel Skull and Bones, right? Because the the my, like the aspect of Skull and Bones was so fucking cool. It was literally it was like four of us on this side or five of us on this side, five of us on the other side of the table, and it was like my team against their team. It was great. <laughs> it was so great. Like this one guy was like killing us, and then it was like me and four other ships went over to him, started fucking him up. It was awesome, man. But um, it, Odyssey really made me appreciate the aspect of like having a ship and doing all that stuff. But you know, you know small things irritate me about Black Flag, like the fact that it's like when you play Odyssey and then you try to go back and play something like that, it's very hard to, you know. So I, I did try to go back and play uh, Black Flag on Vita, on uh, Vita, <laughs> on uh, Nintendo Switch. And 
I was really enjoying it. And then, then I got into the ship. And the camera was like right over my fucking shoulder. The whole time I was uh, like sailing across the sea until I went a little bit further out and it like the camera kind of came out. I really liked the aspect of Odyssey that you had this kind of like open aspect, like this oh, open yeah. view and the customization and the songs that the, the people you could sing and you can customize them however you want to and you can fucking get lieutenants from all over the fucking map. And whenever you told me that, I didn't even know that until, you know, the one of the last times that get, I played where Odyssey. You, get mercenaries you were like, you know that you can recruit mercenaries to be your lieutenants. I was like, what? Uh-huh. Like, it's a great game. It's a yeah. great game. It, I still haven't finished Odyssey. I will admit that. Um, but I played enough to really appreciate the game. So, uh, but with that said, let's talk about um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, and how great this game is going to be. So... Uh, it, it, it's just going to be epic. It's going to be so fucking cool because not only does this does this game centralize around um, you know Viking history and whatever else, <coughs> them taking on um, like you know the Saxons or whatever else, but you know they also um, are going to take on uh, Ragnar Lothbrok's sons in the game. Um, so and that's the point in time in history where Ragnar Lothbrook had attacked England and taken over certain areas. I think his sons had actually lived well, in those well, certain you, areas. You know, you know, Ragnar wanted to, to wanted to expand the, uh, the, the, the Vikings, you know, land. And, and whenever they went over to, you know, Wessex basically at the time, they, they necessarily didn't want to, he didn't want to raid and, 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 and kill, you know, the people of, Sa- of, of Wessex. He just wanted to, to start lands, to start farming, to trade, to grow, you know, his, yeah. his, his, his people. Yeah. And it just wasn't happening. That yeah. Way. <laughs> so, um, with this new trailer, um, I got some really good news for you bolts. Yo. Um, I don't think you really listen to podcasts a lot. I don't. Um, but, uh, Ubisoft announced today that a podcast documentary series called echoes of Valhalla is now available on Spotify. And it's actually the developers, they don't, I don't think they leak anything out, you know, but they talk about the development process and the creation process and all that. And it's available right now. Hmm. So I will definitely be listening to that um, to really kind of get insight on what we are going to to see in the game. Um, But with this trailer, it just really kind of shows how far the Assassin's Creed series has come. So, like, in the story trailer, you see the main character get off a boat. This guy walks up to him, and he was like, oh, you know, welcome home. And he goes, I see that you brought some friends. And it's fucking, it's the Creed. You know, mm-hmm. it's like two assassins with him. Yep. So he obviously, you know, he learns their trade. Kind of like uh, in Black Flag, mm-hmm. um, how he eventually ended up learning the trade or whatever else. Um, but... This is just going to be an overall great game. It will. It will be. And 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 you have to understand this. This time frame in history is is one of the, is is some of the most pivotal of, of that that has defined this world. I mean, you have you have England, which is which is still trying to not at this time. It's not England. It's, it's Wessex, mm-hmm. and they're still they're trying to expand and develop develop in England. You know, a a a a, a unity of of you know brothers basically. And you know you get the Vikings, you and you get. You, I mean, it's just it's such a pivotal moment in history for everything. And I just I cannot wait to dive into it and see how they 
how they interpret the the creed and the templars and they try to you know maneuver just the back scenes of maneuver of history and and yeah. certain moments and stuff. I'm just I'm I'm really excited about all well, of it, man. The, the the developers did have this statement as well. Driven from Norway by endless wars and dwindling resources, Ivor's clan must secure a future among the kingdoms of England. During the journey, Ivor will face powerful figures including Saxon kings and and the warmongering sons of Ragnar Lothbrok, as well as mysterious as a mysterious growing threat bound to England's destiny. So, I'm telling that's you. That's the fucking Templars! I'm telling you, oh bro. Oh my god, bro. I just got goosebumps, man. That's the fucking Templars. Mm-hmm. So, um, I got a feeling, man. I got a feeling about this game. And uh, I'm looking to review it on uh, PS4, PS5, whatever, they, whatever Ubisoft says. I'm very fucking excited for this game. And I think it literally has... As I said earlier, for another game, I really do think it has the ability of being like one of the best fucking action RPGs to ever release. Hands down, bro. Um, so, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is set to launch November 10th on Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. Um, now, it will launch on the 12th. The game will launch for PlayStation 5 on the 12th, the day before launch of the PlayStation 5. So, um, my question to you is this, though, Bolts. Yes. We've seen a lot about this game, um, and I think that we're both really, really excited, but is there anything that worries you? Um, that that kind of just has doubt in your mind of like, man, I, I hope they don't do this. Honestly, um, I really don't. Just, just because I've seen how successful Origins... And I've seen how successful Odyssey, of course, is. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily what I don't want them to do. I do want them to bring more of of an Assassin's aspect back, where you know Assassin's Creed one, one basically one through three is 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 about that silent kill, mm-hmm. that blending in, that 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 assassination, you know. Um, and yes, I know you know the the, the Vikings and stuff like that. It's all about that. About the 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 the, the um, rating and stuff like that, but I really want I I really want the aspect of assassinations coming back because I have like over 60,000 60, assassination kills in Odyssey. Yeah, you know, and that that's fucking a lot for an open world game that where you don't have to assassinate. Yeah, you know, you can just go in full blades all day long and mm-hmm. and, and wreck havoc. Well, I mean, how many? What what, what level are you on on Odyssey? Uh, with uh, with Cassandra, oh dear lord, what was I? I haven't played it in months, and I can't remember what it is. Um, um, I think I'm like I think my character's like 83. What um, about with uh with uh Alexios? It's only like 64. Okay. Um, I I have I have more level up on Cassandra just because more of the DLC came out whenever I was playing as Cassandra. Yeah. But I've got almost 350 hours logged in between both yeah. of them. So, um, but more or less, there's nothing really I'm scared of because I've seen what Odyssey, I've seen what Origins. I think they're going to bring some beautiful aspects from both of the games. Um, you know, they, they took a step up from Origins to, Ode- to to Odyssey. I do, like I said, I want more of assassination aspect brought back to it. Um, I do want. I do want those over powerful. If, if there's going to be gods in this, and we ha- do have to fight the uh, the um, the the Nordic gods and so on and so forth, I want those big 
powerful battles like I had in Origins that I didn't have in Odyssey. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get I. You know, you 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 fought Hades, you fought Poseidon and stuff like that, and so on and so forth. But it wasn't. It didn't feel like I was. I didn't have a chance. And against gods, I should walk into that battle and go, "Holy fucking shit!" Yeah. You know, I even fought Hermes and and wiped the floor with them. But but even in Origins, when I fought the Egyptian gods, you know, they they were towering figures that expanded the whole fucking battlefield. They were shooting, you know, fireballs and God knows whatever else at you. Yeah. Um. So I do want if they do bring gods, I do want the big battles. I mm-hmm. want those over the top, extreme. Zeus coming down, you know. I mean, it's not Zeus, Odin, and stuff like that. Whatever. I want those big battle gods if they're gonna bring it. If they're not, then just leave it as a story and let's go on with it. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I agree with you, but I don't know, man. There's part of me that, like, I want that. But at the same time, um, I don't know. I really, really want that. Let's just say that because I want to. I want to have that aspect of being able to fight with you with Ivor against like you know Loki, Loki, Thor. and fucking you know, Thor I, I, I and all that shit. Say, say Thor, but you know the 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 bad side of the gods. You know basically. Yeah. Like the you frost know, giants you know, and Loki's all that shit. Loki's the god of mischief. Maybe he's behind some of what the Templars are doing and shit. Like you know, what I'm saying that whole aspect, and then Loki comes in and just like, that's what I want, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I totally understand that. But I think we can both agree that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be a great, 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 great game. Um, and I think um, this is going to be one of the benchmarks to really kind of like even push the Assassin's Creed series even further. Um, <clears throat> So with that said, we're going to move down into our top gaming news. Um, in our top gaming news today, we're going to be talking about um, Godfall. So topic number one, Godfall cinematic trailer sets up the story now available for PlayStation 5 digital pre-order. So this game uh, is brought to you by Gearbox Studios. And uh, honestly, when I when it was announced, I did not think... Like, this was a Gearbox game. I was like, holy shit, Oh, I know. Man. It's something completely different than what yeah. we've ever seen. Totally. So, um, in the description, it says, If I'd let left well enough alone, Marcos would still be bullying rivals and battling enemies. Instead, he's on the brink of godhood and our civilization lies in ruins. But Marcos forgets what he said to me that day. Gods belong in the sky. So... In this trailer, me and Bolts watched it. It was really a beautiful cinematic trailer, and it talked about how in the beginning there was this brotherhood, and then Marcos turned his back and decided to, you know, take his brother down. Uh, he knocked him off this ledge, and he thought he was dead, but you know, of course, he's not. So, uh, <laughs> you Kratos character, you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So um, we also watched uh, on the ch- on Friday they released a combat kind of deep dive. Uh, gameplay trailer and bolts. I would say you and me were both extremely impressed. Oh, absolutely. Um, I I love the whole man. It was just look the the the, the combat remind. I know it, it Borderlands is a first person shooter by all means, but it was just it's it's pure chaos on the field once you yeah. start fighting. You know you've got you've got these explosions and you've got these colors and you've got the the enemies coming left and right and then it's just. 
it, it it just absolutely looks fucking amazing and and this is one time i am jealous of sony because you do have this game and i do not um now this game is a timed exclusive um from what is is being said it will be coming to xbox um the game will be launching on uh november 12th so it is a launch title for playstation uh on ps5 and it looks really, really fun. Oh, and man. and as what Bolts was just saying, it's very, very fast-paced. It is an, an action role-playing game, but it is also a looter slasher. So absolutely. Uh, on the action role-playing game description on their actual on the PlayStation website, it says Counterplay Games is innovating with Godfall to provide a fresh take on third-party action combat, rewarding skill-based offensive gameplay, and making every hit matter. And then it says on the Looter Slasher section, face face challenging missions that feed your yearning for the next best piece for your character's build, and amass loot that has a meaningful impact on gameplay. And then lastly, it says better together, go it, uh, go it alone or play with anyone at any point in time. Bosses and enemies have been designed with co-op in mind, boasting special abilities that counter multiple combatants attacking from different angles. So that's crazy right there. So these bosses have been programmed to, you know, if you're playing single player, then they'll do one thing. But if you're playing in combat, their combat style will completely change. It's, it's just, but that's Gearbox's thing. Even with Borderlands, if you played with one to four players co-op, and believe me, if you've ever played Borderlands with four players, yeah. it is one of the hardest things you'll ever do in your life. Because, so, it, because the games themselves are so much harder. Exactly. So Gearbox is publishing this game. The main, I think the main amount of development is being done by Counterplay. And Counterplay um, is a California-based video game studio assembling world-class teams uh, from uh, with singularity or well singular divisions of crafting some of the most beautiful mastery games uh, in the history of gaming, um, along with games like God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Diablo Three, Titanfall Two, Destiny Two, uh, uh, Evolve, Call of Duty, Overwatch, and Ratchet and Clank. So all those developers that have worked on all those games came together and were like, let's make a really fucking fun game. And, and what's, what's cool about this, you watch the gameplay, you watch the combat, the combat system. And when I play like when I play hand-to-hand combat, you know, sword style and stuff like that, at times I find it kind of sluggish because you gotta run up there and you gotta clink, clink, clank, clank, you know, swing your shit and stuff like that. But I know this is listen, this is gonna be a far, far reach. An Xbox 360 title that I played called Too Human from Silicon Knights. Uh The one aspect that I absolutely loved about that game was the whole fighting physics. The fast pace, because it, 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 it was based off, you know, uh, mythology, Greek mythology, Nordic mythology, mm-hmm. however you want to say it. And it was it was just one of those things that the, the fighting physics of T-Human was very fast paced and it was in your face. Yeah. That's exactly how this feels, and that and that right there is going to be a big, big seller. See, for I me. think that's the reason why you would really enjoy the relaunch or continuation of God of War, because God of War, like the new God of War 2018, is completely different. It's not just a hack and slash. There's, a, I mean, there's a lot of strategy that you have to do, especially no, I, I with some of the God enemies. of War 2018. Yeah, I know, and you didn't give it enough chance. Why? I played like like eight hours, and then you were like, nah. It would just, uh, bro. You played eight hours of okay. like a thirty-hour game. Okay. Anyways, 
that's going to be another fucking topic for another episode. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so we talked about price of games. Boy, and uh, the, the PS5 pre-orders are available now. The standard edition that comes with the base game is $69.99. The deluxe edition that comes with day one access to Golf Godfall's first expansion coming out in 2021 is $89.99. And then Godfall Ascended Edition. It comes with day one access to Godfall's first expansion, gold-themed digital goods to help you save um, a Perion in style. Uh, the gold skin, uh, Greyhawk Phoenix, or gold skins for Silvermane, Phoenix, and Greyhawk, five, time, uh, five times gold weapon skins, gold shield, gold royal banner skin, unique multiplayer lobby items, and an orange... Um, Valor Flate skin for Vettergolt. <laughs> oh, okay. It's 99 bucks. That's it, man. So, $100 edition, $99. Um, you know, pre-order, pre-order, go buy whatever you want. It's going to yeah. be an awesome game. It's going to be a really good game. You definitely should do it. Uh, moving on to the next topic at hand. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 goes into mandatory crunch. Studio Head says the team will be well compensated. So there was a lot of people that, you know, got the news of them going into crunch. And, you know, the, the crunch in the games industry has always kind of been um, looked down upon. But me and Bolts have always had our own opinions about crunch time. Yep. It happens. And There's not one game developer that I know personally that has not told me about crunch time and been like, <clears throat> it really wasn't expected. It really threw us off. So this was this comes from VG247. It says Cyberpunk is nearing the home stretch, which means in order to get the game out of the door, the developer has entered mandatory crunch period. According to Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg's report, um, uh, blah, 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 they are starting a new six-day work week will uh, and... It will become mandatory throughout the whole company through CD Projekt Red. In response to the report, um, the head of the studio, Adam Boatsquitz, or I'm, I'm probably really butchering that, I apologize, assures employees will be well compensated for every extra hour of overtime. These last six weeks are, final or are the final sprints on a project we have spent much of our lives on. Sometimes we care for uh, something that we care for deeply, uh, the may the majority of the team understand understands the push, especially in the light of the fact that we've just spent just sent the game to. Uh, I cannot read for shit. I can never read. Um, <clears throat> uh, just sent the game to cert, and every day brings us visibly closer to shipping shipping the game and going gold. This is one of the hardest decisions that I have made as the uh, studio head, but everyone is well compensated for every extra hour they put in. And like and like in recent years, 10% of the annual profits of our company uh, that our company generates in 2020 will be split directly amongst the team. So that's a pretty good fucking kickback. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I apologize about my poor English, but that was a very good kickback, bro. It, like it, it they're is. being compensated for the extra hours that they're working, and ten percent of the profits off of the game or off of the money that the studio makes from the game will go to the development team. So even though it, it is crunch time is tough, 
I don't think there's one developer that's ever that's ever been like there's not a game like especially if it's a big time developer that's yeah, ever exactly. not thought hey we won't have a, to a go big time developer a big time game which is exactly what the fuck this is gonna be now there are some developers out there that just don't end up doing crunch time like for instance I don't think Sucker Punch had to go into crunch time you know and that I mean Ghost of Tsushima was a fucking wonderful beautiful game it was definitely. I'm saying it right now on the podcast, and I know this is going to be a shocker to some, but it is my game of the year at Absolutely. this point in time. So, and that beats out games like Doom and everything, man. Like Ghost of Tsushima, no offense or buts, game of the year. Um, so, uh, it, it happens. It happens. Absolutely. But and and, and like you said, it's the gaming industry. It's it's to be expected. So. Yeah, to be expected. So something that is not to be expected. What is that? This, me dude? and Bolts are just like. Look, nah, I, I don't understand. I don't These either. Off-brand companies. I, I, to be I like, mean, well, it's not an off-brand company. Look, but this is kind when of. When it comes to gaming, yes, it is. <laughs> All right, bro. Amazon has announced its cloud gaming service, Luna. Now they've been talking about Luna um, for a bit. Uh, they started working on Luna, I think, in 2019. Amazon's Luna was announced today or announced on Thursday, and it allows you to stream games without lengthy downloads, updates, and complicated uh, configurations. Early access is now live in the U.S., and you can request an invitation um, right now. Luna allows you to play on one screen and pick up and continue on another. At launch, it will be available on Fire TV, PC, Mac, as well as apps for iPhone, iPad, and Android coming soon. Players can subscribe to Luna Plus game channels, which offer games such as Resident Evil 7, Control, Panzer Dragoon, as well as a Plague Tale Innocence, The Surge 2, Ukulele, The Impossible Lair, Grid, um, Brother uh, Brothers, A Two Tale, uh, A Tale of Two Sons, uh, and many other games. Now, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will also be coming out on Luna. And it will be coming out on Google Stadia as well. Luna Plus will offer an introductory price of $5.99 a month during the early access period with more titles being added over time. Additionally, subscribers can play on two devices simultaneously and get resolutions, <clears throat> quote unquote, get resolutions of 4K 60 frames per second on select titles. Amazon also announced a new gaming channel with Ubisoft uh, available directly through Luna. Players who subscribe to this channel have access to Ubisoft titles in up to 4K mobile gaming and access to new titles on the channel like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Far Cry 6, and Mortals Phoenix Rising the same day they release. So, question before you continue on. Is this going to be... $5.99 $5.99 per month and then buy the game? No. Or $5.99 a month and then download play the and play. game. Play the game. Now, if that's the case at, at quote like you said, quote unquote, 4K 60 frames per second, if they could some way tie that into Amazon Prime, it'd be a gold mine. Oh yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Paying an extra five ninety nine a month with your Amazon Prime account. Well, and you not even that. Just, just if, what what is Amazon Prime? Twelve twelve dollars a month? Something like that. Twelve dollars a month? Yeah, fourteen ninety nine a month. Okay, if it's fourteen ninety nine a month, make it eighteen ninety nine instead of the whole five, the six bucks. Make it three bucks more, and that and would be tied in. Yeah, but you know what? This is where we cut back to a previous episode or previous comments that have been on the podcast before. Um, this is what Phil Spencer has been talking about. Yep, this is it's it's not the you know PlayStation fans have taken it so wrong for all these years, um, uh, of uh, in the last two years at least the the stance of Phil Spencer. You know, he stated it in a, in that interview. He stated, 
you know, PlayStation isn't really our, you know, our focus now. You know, that's like PlayStation is not our competition. PlayStation is PlayStation. That's it. Okay. We'll that's that's how I feel Phil Spencer really feels. <laughs> right. Listen, it don't matter what we do. PlayStation has proven over the last, you know, many years that they have really great first party studios. You know, he he applauded them for, you know, Ghost of Tsushima and God Absolutely. of War and Last of Us. You know, he knows they have great first party games, but he's looking at it because Game Pass is their baby. Mm-hmm. Game Pass is what Xbox is focused on right now. They want so they want in the next two to three years for there to be fifteen million place or Xbox Game Pass subscribers. You know what I'm saying? That's what they want. They want Xbox everywhere. There's an Xbox um, app that's supposedly coming to smart TVs and all this other stuff. I don't think it will happen. I talked about it on Twitter, um, and I possibly talked about it on the last episode of the podcast. But like, if there could ever be a way that there was an Xbox Game Pass app that came to PlayStation, I'd fucking subscribe to it day one, bro. No question. But it's never going to happen. Um, with that said, though, this is what he's constantly talking about. He's looking at companies like Amazon and Google Stadia because, for instance, um, you know, Microsoft is a trillion dollar company um, and Google's a trillion dollar company, but Amazon is, I, I don't know if they're a trillion dollar company or not, but they're fucking big. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so really, when you think about it in the aspect of an online service, Google Stadia and Amazon Luna, Luna are Xbox's really big concerns right now. Absolutely. Not even in the mindset of a concern, but just more or less in the mindset, like these are the two companies that we are really focusing on for competition. We want to, you know, we want to give the best experience on a streaming service, Absolutely. you know, through xCloud, mm-hmm. through Game Pass. You know, Danny Pena, I've been listening to a lot of Gamertag Radio. It's really kind of opened my mind about a lot of stuff recently. And he said this perfectly. He said, I swear I was in the park or I was in a, I think he said he was in the park or in an airport. And he played through xCloud and he was playing Gears of War 5 and it looked great on his phone. Mm-hmm. Playing it on his phone through xCloud and he said it was a great experience. You know, so that's what they want to focus on. That's what they really, really want to focus on is is these two companies that are going to have streaming services that could possibly derail the consoles. Derail the consoles. You know, PlayStation don't give a fuck. No. PlayStation's just like, listen, we got really good games. You want to play our console? Cool. You know, but Microsoft is looking at the bigger picture. Microsoft is honestly, in my perspective, looking at the future of gaming. Absolutely. They're looking at the fact that 79 what or 7.9 billion fucking people play mobile games on their phone all the time. So let's just throw our, our let's just throw play. our fucking games on mobile. Yeah, that's it. And, and give them the same exact experience they would have with a console. Note 20 Ultra. There's so many people I see online now that if you just search that hashtag, search Xbox Game Pass, or just put Xbox Game Pass and then Note 20. And see all the fucking people have got the Note 20 and they got the Xbox Game Pass now. And then we're like, hey, man, this is pretty fucking legit. You know, how many times in the last five years have you seen me talk about mobile gaming? I've always talked about mobile oh, yeah. gaming. I've had the the, the MOGA controllers I playing hope- this stuff on my phone. I've always said that. It's the future of fucking gaming. I mean, think about this. Among Us. We talked about the beginning of the show. It's such a huge game that the developers canceled the second one. 
There's so many people playing it. So many people talking about it. That was one of the biggest memes with the presidential election. I know. You know, they were like, they showed Trump and he was like, nah, blah, 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 blah. And it showed this guy and he was like, hey, bro, this dude is SUS, man. You know, like orange is SUS. And bro, what was really funny is like Trump said something. And then in the middle of him saying something, the, the, the little visual from it to where you hit the emergency button popped up. It was like, man. And it was like, hey, man. Orange is SUS, dude. <laughs> He's lying out of his fucking teeth right now. So, that I mean, but that's the aspect that we really need to look at. Yes, we're wrapped up in the hype of consoles. Of course we are. But the future of gaming is mobile. The future of gaming is mobile. The future of gaming is streaming devices. By the time me and Bolts are fucking 50 years old or 60 years old, Consoles are probably not even going to really be a thing anymore. It's going to be a probably a fucking USB you plug into the back of your, your your TV and you literally game just like that. You get console quality gaming directly through a USB, you know, through a streaming service. Because at that time, bro, that fucking uh, uh, fucking space internet, whatever the fuck it's yeah. called, I can't even remember yeah. the name of it. It's probably going to be fully launched. They're talking about an internet service provider that can offer you up to like anywhere between like 500 gigabyte download speed to like, I mean, I mean fucking Google fiber speeds through uh, like from space, mm-hmm. you know, of you course know, it's going to be that. Upon us, I'm cool. telling you. So I, I've really, oh, I've really kind of changed my mindset on stuff. Cause like, a few months back, we talked about this of like, I don't see how Xbox is making money off of the subscription service, you know, but at the same, like they, they're doing it. They're doing it. They're doing it. And they're doing it so fucking well. That's it, bro. And, and honestly, it makes me so mad because <laughs> of fucking Sony. They're like, hey, you want to try PlayStation now? <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. They're like, hey, no. we're, we're bringing PlayStation home out of the world. Hey, bro, <laughs> listen. Please don't, because I would probably be a crackhead on that shit, man. You know how much money I spent oh, on PlayStation know, Home. I fucking re... Or, I mean, I'm telling you, I really regret that. Like, I mean, regret to the T. I just don't understand. I spent... Yes. Hundreds yes. of hundreds of hundreds of dollars on PlayStation Home. So dumb. Um, anyways, so in the last topic of news, this is so weird to me. It makes no sense at all, and it was just announced today. Um, Insomniac Games has has made an announcement. Um, they talked about some of the stuff that's coming to Spider-Man Remastered for PlayStation Five. So, Bolts even uh, like he, earlier he was like, "What the fuck are they remastering games that just came out?" Um, but I mean, you know, of course I agree with it, but it, it's the, the game that is quote unquote remastered. It's going to have, you know, of course on PS five, it has quadruple the load times. Mm-hmm. So it's like, or like quadruple less, whatever negative load times, pretty much fast traveling across the map will be instantaneous. You know, I mean, it's literally, you click on the other side of New York and you're there. There's not a load time and all this other shit. That's great, man. That's really cool. 4k graphics at, at, uh, in the performance mode. Actually, I think in the performance mode you get like 1880p or something like that, and you get to like 60 to 60 right, frames right, per second, right. or something like that, whatever. But he's saying it's going to look really great, and then they're going to have the amazing Spider-Man suit, you know, from um, Andrew Garfield's uh, version, and they're going to have these other suits and cool, whatever, new photo mode features in the game to where it'll actually be able to you know, change the lighting and change the suits in the middle of you taking a photo. Great. What I don't understand 
is what was posted in the PlayStation blog post by the community director. Um, and they made the decision to recast Peter Parker's face, the face model. Um, and it says was based the, the decision to recast Peter's face model was based on a need to get a better match to Peter Parker slash slider, uh, Spider-Man's actor, Yuri Lolith, uh, during his facial capture. As such, the actor who provided Peter's likeness, John um, Bunaki, uh, or whatever, I'm sorry, Uh, I can't read, everyone knows this, um, was replaced by Ben Jordan. Um, Insomniac's second video talked about, you know, how, you know, they're going to target and and they have achieved 60 frames per second. But I still don't understand this announcement. I have never seen this in a video game ever. Not once. Um... If, if that was the case, if they had this thing in their mind of like the face actor, the way he acted and all this other stuff didn't really match up with the with the voice acting, why did they not just make the decision at the beginning when the game first launched? You know what I'm saying? I agree. And, and then and then on the back step that, why even release it if you're unsatisfied with the way it looked? Yeah, because like honestly, I've seen people on Twitter today being like, I didn't have a problem with... I didn't have a problem with 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 John's face, right? I, like, I, and another thing, I mean, I feel like there was a secondary need for this. I feel like they chose Ben Jordan because he has, um, he has a closer look to like Marvel's Spider Man, like Tom oh, Holland. Oh yeah, I, I can you know because you look at him and he's got a Tom Holland look. Yeah, but at the same time, what I liked about John's depiction of Peter Parker is that he was. He had this older kind of look to him. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know if maybe that's the reason why they decided to do it because they wanted them to be a younger Spider-Man or what. And, but, and also to to me, it's 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 an unnecessary use of of sources. It's it, there's no there's no need. I, I I strongly believe there's no need. You wasted money and time on something that is completely irrelevant. There there was no need for it. <laughs> completely Not a, a fucking need in the world. And it literally just makes no sense. Um I'm I'm just shocked by it, honestly. You know, I'm not mad or anything. I just don't really understand their motive behind it. The oh well you don't to match to better match Peter Parker's voice actor Yuri. What? Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's it's a complete waste of time, effort, money. You could have been doing something else. Yeah, you could have been preparing My- Miles Morales or whatever the fuck you're gonna do over there. But it was complete and utter waste of time and money. It is a total <laughs> complete and utter waste of time and money. Um, okay, so 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 the time has come. Episode three oh one has um. 301 has come pretty close um, to the uh, to the end. <laughs> um, flesh and bones. Pretty close to the end. So it, it's crazy to me. This, this whole situation is crazy to me. Um, I want to give a big shout out to to uh, the friends of the Second Opinion Podcast. Of course, Tony from PC Mag and the Throwdown uh, Podcast. Um, Fame and Dallas Man from Level 1 Up Gaming. Jay Shockblast. 
Um, move the joystick, aka Matt from Cinelinks, Rob from Cinelinks, Dreamcast guy, and of course uh, Andre Ataco Man Five Thousand. Um, big shout outs to all you guys for sharing your opinions. So last week we talked about the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X, um, and the buyout of Bethesda and the pre-order situation. So I really wanted to um, kind of uh, give kind of give you guys um, an insight of what some of my some of my favorite people in the industry were really thinking about. Now, um, I originally was going to have Lee, uh, have Liana Roper's um, opinion on here and Hip Hop Gamer, uh, but something, you know, time just, you know, it just happens sometimes. So eventually, um, I, I plan on hitting up Liana about being on, uh, and Hip Hop Gamer is definitely going to come back on the show. But uh, right now, you're going to listen to uh, these seven or eight gentlemen talk about their opinions. Uh, each segment is about five minutes or so. Rob, of course, being Rob, he kind of goes over just a little bit. I think he hits about the nine-minute marker. But um, I really hope you guys enjoy. Make sure to check us out, Cinelinks.com. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I really hope you enjoy their opinions as well. What's good, y'all? This is Dallas Man with Level1Gaming.com. And um, truth be told, the Xbox consoles are a lot less important to me um, when it comes to next gen, at least for now. Because I don't really see much I'm looking forward to that I wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. Like, there's a couple games I'm interested in. Uh, Hellblade 2, I know off the top of my head. Bright Memory Infinite. And I can't think of another one quick enough. But I have been really in getting into PC gaming lately. So, and I've really kind of been on Game Pass for PC. And I've been thoroughly enjoying Game Pass for PC. I've been able to, like, play stuff that I didn't get to play over the years. I've been able to play games that um, I probably wouldn't have played otherwise if they hadn't been on Game Pass that I actually enjoyed. I'm glad I found. Um, but, like, I really, really, unless the money for that Series S is just burning a hole in my pocket and I gotta spend it, I don't really see me picking up um, an Xbox console right away. PlayStation is sort of a different story though. Like I grew up on PlayStation and that's like, it's an Instacop for me. Like I'm not missing out on Spider-Man Miles Morales. I'm not missing out on Ratchet and Clank. Um, I don't even play Souls games, but Demon Souls look dope. I'm um, just, it, there's a lot of stuff there for me and PlayStation games are an event. And in, in general, I'm kind of just a, a fan of what PlayStation does. Now, I realize that means I'm part of the problem. Like, my biggest personal issue with Sony and, and the PlayStation 5 is, like, they need um, they need something equivalent to what Xbox is doing with smart delivery. I just, I, it just makes me itch to think about having to buy one of these games twice. Like, a, a first-party game of yours more than once if I wanted to be cross-gen. That just, it, it don't sit right with me. That said, um, I know I should probably like make that point by voting with my wallet, but like I'm like I said, I grew up with PlayStation. I'm already indoctrinated. Like it's 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 mandatory. I have to buy one. Anyway, um, that said, I, I do feel like at some point, um, PlayStation is gonna have to either turn like 
PS Plus or PS Now into some type of Game Pass type service, like put newer games up, um, like day and date. I don't see them doing something that consumer friendly right now, uh, but I, hopefully they get back to a wall because, like I said, Game Pass is like a super dope, super fire service. As far as when I would grab one, like as soon as I can do it comfortably. Like if once it's cool for me to just order one and it shows up at the house or like I walk to a store, pick one up, whatever. Once it's cool to do that, I'll get one. Hopefully I don't have to wait too long, but like that's that's where it is. I'm not paying some scalper, some ungodly amount of money for it. I'm not knocking over no old ladies at Walmart. I'm not like none of that extra stuff. Just as soon as I can comfortably pick one up, that's what'll happen. Um, that's really my thoughts in a nutshell, man. It's crazy that um, with that proprietary storage, like we're going back to memory cards, it's an ungodly amount of money for that. I'm sorry, I would just delete games off my hard drive. Um, I forget or off my ssd whatever but yeah I'm, I'm i'm not down for it that said i'm excited about the games um xbox seems to be prepared to bring the games this time around and i anxiously await what happens and either way i'll still be out here with y'all talking trash and you know playing the same games i like to roast on the podcast so it is what it is what's up gamers dreamcast guy here talking today on this podcast about the xbox series x versus the playstation 5 and specifically about this entire mess involving the well the big problem with pre-orders now i am going to be talking from a place where i have managed to get a pre-order of both i do have the disc drive edition of the playstation 5 and now i do have a pre-order officially now on the xbox series x both of these though were incredibly hard to get when it came to the playstation 5 I happen to live kind of in the general area just a couple miles away from a GameStop uh, and right after it randomly got revealed that they were taking pre-orders that day which was September 16th I think I managed to just run out and get a pre-order but let's talk about this which is the fact that it is baffling to me because this was random. That's what I just said here. It was just one of those things where there was no official countdown. There was no big hype. There was no real just like official time to begin. It was just basically Sony saying, yeah, do whatever you want. And then Walmart, Best Buy, and as I mentioned, GameStop just kind of went haywire. The only way I got my pre-order wasn't skill. It wasn't, you know, any sort of good timing. It was just pure luck. And that to me is a serious thing of frustration. Now with the Xbox Series X, I was able to get this through pure determination. I actually went outside of a store four hours before they opened and stood there with a backpack full of water bottles and protein bars and stood there until they opened up and I got the first freaking Xbox Series X pre-order in my location. Which is funny because they ended up still only having eight total Series X's that were even able to be pre-ordered. So by now I'm sure you're realizing, okay Dreamcast guy, there's a bit of an underlying theme here which is definitely a problem of stock. It's not that these systems are just being randomly sold, it also comes down to the fact that like there's just not a ton of them. There is just such ridiculous scarcity to the point in which now it sounds like they're maybe even canceling some pre-orders because even the tiny amount that they have actually taken pre-orders for may still be too much. And I think this comes down to a matter of the fact that 
I think the rumors and stuff that maybe Sony and Microsoft originally wanted to push this release date might be real. Uh, I'm happy with the systems. Like, everything I've seen so far makes me confident of putting down my personal $500 on these systems. But I wish we saw more about the gameplay. I wish we saw more about the controllers. We're kind of going into this next generation a little bit blind. And the most blind of all is just that we still don't know exactly what these companies are planning. Will there be more restocks later on? Will there be some special editions of like Cyberpunk that's released in a couple of months? Like part of the frustration of this as a gamer is that we're going into this generation with perhaps the least amount of information we've had of any console launch i still remember knowing the entire console lineup of the super nintendo i remember standing in line at a walmart to purchase my xbox 360 and then later than that same year i actually got a playstation 3 and grand theft auto 4. To me, it seems like there is a very clear sign that there just isn't enough maybe planning, preparation, or maybe there's just not enough public messaging. And I wish we had more of it. I've said in the past in certain videos that the biggest thing that gamers want is information. It's not necessarily that we want good information or bad information. It just comes down to the fact that we want to have a greater knowledge of anything we can. And the fact that we're just kind of sitting here with wallets full of cash waiting to figure things out is still a bit of a disappointment. Okay, well, I was told to talk for about five minutes. It's been about five minutes. Enjoy the podcast, guys. I'm sure the other guests and people are going to be some really interesting stuff. And thanks so much to everybody that asked me to be on here. Much love and keep dreaming. What's going on, guys? My name is Fame. I am the co-founder and head of LV1Gaming.com. We headed to next gen. Uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X or S, whatever one you're picking up next gen. Uh, things have gotten off to a crazy start already. No one's able to find a console. I, myself, am unfortunate, and I have not found either or. Um, but, man, they're giving us, I mean, they're giving us reasons on both sides of the spectrum, whether to buy one or to not buy one. Now, for the simple fact that I can still play games like Miles Morales on my PS4, um, that uh, Halo Infinite isn't even releasing. So you got to ask yourself, is it worth spending, you know, 300 bucks for the Series S and or 500 for the PS5 and Xbox Series X for higher frames, for a higher resolution? Um, is that really worth it right now? Or do you hang on to your PS4 and your Xbox One X or your PS4 Pro and you play these games and yeah, your loading times might be a little long and yeah, you might not play in 60 frames per second, but man, can I just wait like a year? And, and buy these consoles, do I need them right now? I Personally, I told myself, I wanna get the Series S, 300 bucks, can't beat that. 1440p, 120 frames per second. That, that sounds good for right now, That there's nothing like, honestly looking at these games, right? If you look at something like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, that's one of the few games like, all right, yeah, you need a pretty good SSD to run the game, but the rest, I'm like, oh yeah, look at the ray tracing, that's pretty and that's cool and all, but do I need it? I mean, I think these next generation of consoles are going to be amazing. Don't get me wrong. Don't get nothing twisted. They're going to be amazing pieces of hardware. They're both going to sell like crazy. Um, this is going to be a much more competitive gen between the two for the simple fact that uh, Microsoft just bought Bethesda. Like there was no, there's no, there was no merger or no or no deal in place. They they bought them. Phil went in with the check and Big Daddy Kane and bought them right out. So you're looking at games like the next Doom, the next Elder Scrolls, the next Starfield, 
more than like a 99% sure, you know, games like that, like Starfield will be exclusive to the Xbox console. Uh, well, console exclusive because, because of course, Microsoft puts all its games on PC, which Sony will <coughs> hear pretty soon. Um, but man, it's it's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be a, a, a much more competitive deal between the two. Nintendo is still going to be doing their thing. Nintendo is Nintendo. They're not, I don't think either Sony or Microsoft looks at Nintendo as competition. Nintendo is the wrong thing. Let Nintendo be. But between Xbox and PlayStation, it's going to be a very interesting gen. I just don't see a reason right now six months from now yeah 2021 for sure uh, you got games like uh halo infinite you got god of war ragnarok uh you got uh horizon forbidden west which ironically enough is also on playstation 4 but they're gonna be much more games much more big big much bigger games that really make you want to jump into next gen um, if you go out, if you're lucky enough to be the ninth person in line at your local GameStop when they have nine, congratulations. By the way, come on. Come on. Each store has like, this This store has three consoles. This store has two consoles. What's the point, fam? I get it. You know, COVID may have, you know, messed up some inventory, but this is pretty sad. But yeah, if you're lucky enough to get one, enjoy. If not, trust me, fam. If you have an Xbox One X or a PS4 Pro or a PC because you're part of the glorious PC master race, you're gonna be just fine. R-E-L-A-X, relax. This is Fame Entertainment from level1gaming.com. That's LV1gaming.com, yeah. What's happening everyone, Jay Shockblast here and thank you to Caleb for having me on the Second Opinion Podcast. Uh, he wanted to get my thoughts on Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5, which are both coming up here soon. And uh, I gotta say, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I managed to pre-order both of them. Uh, actually did not have uh, much difficulty at all. Uh, with the PlayStation 5, I was able to pre-order it at Walmart. And then I just, on a hunch, ran to GameStop and managed to be one of the last people at my store uh, to pre-order one in person. So I'm all set there. Got Miles Morales on pre-order, pretty excited for that. That's gonna be my number one game that I am going to play next generation right out the gate. Um, and then for Xbox Series X, I'm an Xbox guy. I know uh, I know he's a PlayStation guy and it's fine. Um, I, I just, I'm so excited for Series X. And I just, my friend Chris, uh, Chris Rise or Die on YouTube, uh, he ended up camping out at, at GameStop. He went at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, he was third in line. His buddy went with him. Uh, I had somebody coming to uh, to install a fence gate, so I couldn't be there with him. But uh, I got to roll in, and uh, we, we were able to both pre-order the Series X in person at GameStop as well. So I'm all set. I'm pretty, pretty hyped about it. Um, I'll probably play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, or not Odyssey, uh, Valhalla. Uh, right away on on day one. It's gonna be hard because there's a lot of games coming out right around that time um, You know and plus there's all these games that we've had all along uh, That you know, we want to see how it looks on the new the new uh, consoles, so uh, I'm just all around excited. I mean, this is a great time for gaming uh, Both consoles are gonna be fantastic. I'm gonna play all of my multi-platform games on Series X I do feel like it's the strongest uh, console of the two and I do prefer the Xbox controller personally, but I obviously get, uh, I have a PS4, I had a PS3, I had a PS2, PS1, I've had them all. 
and um, I, I obviously get the PS, the PlayStation systems, um, you know, for the, the exclusives here and there that I want to play. And obviously, uh, my channel is really dedicated uh, to a lot of comic book related stuff. So Spider-Man Miles Morales is uh, going to be huge for me. Also really looking forward to Cyberpunk. Um, really looking forward to, um, you know, like I said, Assassin's Creed. Call of Duty, I'll probably try it out. Um, I really miss Battlefield. Definitely need a new Battlefield here soon. Uh, but there's so many games. I just, you know, Watchdog Legions is coming out. Um, I just, I'm so hyped. This is, this is really a great time. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what it can do. Uh, really hyped up about Microsoft acquiring Bethesda. Uh, very curious to see what happens there. I do have a feeling that you don't make uh, a purchase that big uh, without wanting to keep things in house. So I do personally anticipate that a lot of these games are going to end up uh, becoming, you know, Microsoft exclusives, uh, whether that be through their PC program or uh, on the console Xbox itself. And, uh, you know, that's fine. I actually think I hate exclusives, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not like, I mean, I just I'd rather play everything on Xbox. I don't I don't really like the idea of, of one gamer being treated differently than the other. I understand like when it's a, a first party studio, that's fine. But um, I'm, I feel bad. I, I really, in a way, don't want a lot of this Bethesda stuff uh, or Zenimax stuff to go exclusive because I would feel bad for, you know, the Fallout fan, the Elder Scrolls fan that has been doing the, they've been playing these games for so long and supporting them for so long. And uh, then out of nowhere, you know, you, know, you got to get an Xbox or you got to play it on PC. Um, I, I guess that's the name of the game, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I That would be a hard one for me. Uh, but I, I do, I do kind of think that's going to be the direction it goes. But you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't know. I'm not really like. Uh, I'm just looking forward to getting the consoles. Honestly, there's going to be so many games. It's going to be really tough for me as a content creator to uh, to reconcile what to do. But I, th I have a feeling that I'll I'll do a lot of stuff on uh, Valhalla for two days on Xbox. And then when I get my PlayStation, it's going to be right to Miles Morales. And I'm going to play that thing all the way through. So uh, I just wanted to uh, say thank you to Caleb for having me on and uh, including me. And I, I hope Second Produ second Opinion Productions does well. And uh, I don't know, maybe uh, one of these times I'll actually talk to him on one of these things. So uh, that's what I got to say. And I hope you guys were able to secure your, your PlayStation 5 and your Xbox Series X or Series S if that's what you wanted um, because, you know, more games is great for everybody. So uh, thanks for having me, man, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you later. What's up, Soleb? This is Matt from uh, Centilinks.com. Uh, thank you so much for, you know, reaching out and asking me for my opinions on the uh, PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X because, yeah, I've got a lot to say. And uh, as you can see from the video, because all you can see is like my feet, but this is uh, South Korea, as you can see over here. Uh, of course, this is a podcast, so you can't see it, but this is your eyes only. Uh, anyway, so yeah, you can find me on all social media, by the way, at Move the Joystick, and of course, find me on sinlinks.com. But anyway, so uh, just wanted to 
talk a little bit about uh, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and uh, you know what I'm excited about and the things that really just annoy the crap out of me about this whole process and I mean I guess we'll start with the bad uh, this whole pre-order process was just jacked up in every way shape and form just the worst way that it could possibly have ever been um, the fact that they didn't even have like a captcha they didn't really do the whole pre-order process where uh, people who signed up got an email notification beforehand and everything and then the retailers just going ahead and just allowing everybody to just pre-order in just this whole chaotic way for the PlayStation 5 was just absolutely absurd um you know it's just it's really frustrating because like you know there are so many people that are so excited for it and to have like a lot of scalpers and bots buying all of them up just to sell them for like egregious prices that are ridiculously marked up and then for them to do that again on the xbox series x and the xbox series s like it's just the whole thing is just complete moronic and really annoying but you know that's also coming from a guy that wasn't able to get one in time so i just gotta wait and you know be salty about it but anyway so i'm just honestly i'm just really hoping there's a final fantasy 16 version of it because i will be all over that oh my god that trailer was freaking amazing which brings me to that point things i'm excited for so excited for final fantasy 16 oh my god it's an rated m rated m for mature meaning gonna be like blood and and it looks like the witcher so i don't know maybe it's like uh, it's gonna be just crazy it's just gonna be crazy i'm just so ready for that it's gonna be absolutely insane um yeah so really awesome stuff too uh, come from xbox where they came out and bought up bethesda that's ridiculous i know you're like jacked up about that so that's awesome you know i will say i am a bit i, I don't like the fact that for xbox that they went ahead and they just like, they named their new system something that can be so confusing. And you saw that whenever everything went down with all the pre-orders and everything like that. Because people went ahead and they bought Xbox One X's, Xbox One S's, thinking that they were getting a next-gen console, only to be disappointed whenever they found out that really they're just getting a current-gen console. So that part really annoyed me from the Xbox standpoint. But overall, I thought it was, you know, I think what Xbox is doing is awesome with Game Pass and Bethesda and all that. And the fact that nobody can really say that Xbox doesn't have games anymore. They have a lot of games. Oh, my God. Um, I know you were talking, you've talked a lot about people calming down to everything like that, about, you know, exclusives. I do think that, yeah, people should calm down about the whole exclusives. But I will say that you don't spend $7.5 billion on a company to not have games that are exclusive to your console. So for that, I'm gonna say, yeah, it is exclusive. Like most of Bethesda's stuff, I think all their new stuff will be exclusive. I just fully believe that. I think it's gonna start with Starfield. Um, I, just, I, I just don't think that there's any feasible way that it goes to everybody outside, uh, basically goes to Sony or maybe eventually, you know, Bethesda games will go to Nintendo Switch because, you know, Xbox, well, Microsoft does have a good relationship with Nintendo. But I, I just don't see it all going to Sony because it's not like Sony games like God of War or Horizon Zero Dawn are going to Xbox, so why should they return the favor? Um, 
but I think overall, all the news lately about Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, I think it's just good for gaming overall. I think the pre-order process was terrible. I think that was bad for gaming overall, but you know, I'm, we all can be patient if we never got, if we didn't get our pre-order. And you know, eventually we'll be able to get ours when they finally hit the streets. But overall, um, really excited. Just can't wait for the new generation. Just can't wait for no load times for better, you know, graphics, all that amazing stuff. It's, it's just gonna be just awesome. And, and the new stories that we're gonna be able to experience for the next like five, six years, whatever it is, it's just, it's gonna be phenomenal stuff. So we're in for a really special gaming generation. Um, I think it's because, you know, it's not gonna be just one system that was special. It's gonna be both systems that are special. I think both Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 are gonna be special and have amazing generations. And uh, you know, whether it's with Xbox Game Pass or whether it's just PlayStation coming out with their own like, you know, new games and all the, all their new stories and everything like that. I just think overall we're just gonna be in for something really cool. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna let you go. Uh, one more shot of South Korea just for you, your guys only. Uh, thank you so much. Love you guys. Miss you guys. And uh, thanks for listening to the Second Opinion Podcast. Go check out Cinelinks.com. And uh, yeah, catch you later. Bye. Alright, so my boy Celeb asked me to say a few words about all the stuff that happened with Sony and Microsoft as far as their pre-orders and things like that. So, I mean, while I'm not a huge gaming guy, I mean, I do play video games and stuff like that. I am interested in what's going on. And both of these pre-orders were just horrible. Sony had to be the absolute worst one because when everything came down to it, they told people, all right, so pre-orders will be available tomorrow after they did their presentation. So here's the price, here's the date, here's everything you need to know. And tomorrow you can start placing your pre-orders to get this stuff you'll also be able to get it through some limited uh, stores or whatever, you know, Walmart, Best Buy, GameStop, and so on. So everyone's sitting around like me, I'm like, okay, well, it's tomorrow. I'm just gonna continue working and doing my thing. And tomorrow morning, I'll get up, handle all this shit, and try to get my, my PS5. Lo and behold, all these companies decide within one to two hours, hey, come get your shit. Pre-orders are available. Come and get it. So everyone's basically in this huge freeding frenzy to get their PlayStation. And a lot of people got theirs. Of course, the scalpers are out there doing their thing. And by the time I get there, everything's gone. Because I just happen to hear other people saying, Yo, go get your PS5. The shit's on sale right now. What the? Okay. And after all this happens, I head over to eBay and there are at least 4,000 sales already up for the PS5. Shit like that needs to stop. As far as I'm concerned, if you have a hot ticket brand new item that's coming out, places like eBay should not be selling those items. They shouldn't allow people, or at least they shouldn't allow them to auction those items off. You can sell them for what the retail price is, just a flat sale, but 
doing something where, okay, well, uh, here's a PS5 for $1,000. No, that should not be happening. Um, as far as Microsoft, I really don't pay attention to Microsoft as far as the Xbox goes. So as far as I know, the sales on that or the pre-orders on that went slightly better, but it was still it was still pretty bad. And the absolute worst part about it is because Microsoft names their stuff so stupidly that you've got people going out and buying the Xbox One S or One X thinking they're getting the next gen system. And there's nothing in there saying, you know, like this is this is the this is this gen device. If you want the brand new one, you need to go here. So afterwards, I'm seeing a bunch of guys online on Twitter and wherever else saying, yeah, I got I got my pre-order in, blah, blah, so on, so on. I got my device. I got my I got my gaming console. And then people telling them, yo, you bought shit. You can just walk to the store and get. So, yeah. Now, the person that actually did a pre-order correctly was Hasbro. They had their pre-orders for some like Star Wars and Marvel stuff that they went went on sale recently. And what they do is they have a capture that they do. So you don't have bots, thousands and thousands of bots for all these freaking guys who just want to, the scalpers just want to grab stuff and throw it on eBay. Hasbro has the capture system involved. So when you go there and you click that link, You've got to verify that you're a human being or else, yeah, you don't get the sale. If they did that with the with the console systems, yes, you still have people going in to get them, but you'd have people who actually want them going in to buy these things. You wouldn't have the these idiots out here who would just, I'm going to grab it, put it on eBay, double the price. So... Yeah, that's that's about as much as I can say say for that. It was a mess. They need to fix it. And maybe these companies need to look at what Hasbro did and just just put in capture. I mean, even when I buy stuff online, I see that capture stuff, it annoys me, but it cuts down on things like, you know, the, the freaking scalping stuff going on. As far as Microsoft buying up uh all these gaming companies, Bethesda and all that stuff like that. Honestly, I really don't care. You're probably going to get a lot more games that will become exclusive to the the uh, the Xbox systems. I really don't expect it. There may be add-ons and stuff that may be exclusive to those systems, but... I don't think they're going to take games like uh, Elder Scrolls and and uh, Fallout and just say, all right, you guys can't have this no more. This is just for us. Because you're cutting out a lot of money. I don't care how you freaking cut it. You, you're, you're just cutting off a whole bunch of revenue coming in. And will there be people who will decide, well, if it's going to be on Xbox only, that's the system I'm going to buy. Me personally, I would not. If I was if I was even into those games, I'm not buying another console system just because you own the property to this game and you're only gonna put it on your system. That that's out of the question for me. 
the oh my only concern as far as Microsoft buying this uh buying Bethesda is the fact that um we have QuakeCon down here in Texas and I would honestly like to see how Microsoft is going to continue doing this in the future. Is it are they just going to leave it up to to id and Bethesda and say, "Hey, you guys got this. You do what you need to." Or is Microsoft going to throw their hand in and decide, we need to revamp this whole thing. We're going to start charging for this. We're going to start doing that. We're just going to change the entire system and piss off a lot of people in Texas that have been going to this thing for decades or, well, yeah, probably decades. Yeah. I don't know exactly how long it's been going, but it's, it's been there for a while. Um... The only other thing I could say about Microsoft buying this company is that Microsoft has this history of just destroying things that they buy. So I don't know how they're going to pick Bethesda clean if they're planning on doing that or if it's just they just say, okay, we have this. We're going to have a selection of games for ourselves or if they're just going to go in there and just start wrecking shop and just dropping all kinds of titles and selling off this and doing this i mean we're talking about guys who bought the mech warrior license years ago a game that i loved and they just sat on it for god knows how long and when they released something else in that genre it was crap and after that they pretty much just completely murdered it they just said okay we're never doing this again we're not even going to give the license to someone else or sell it to someone else who loves the mech warrior uh history and lore and all that stuff like that so yep that's all i got uh ps5 and well sony and microsoft their console pre-sales was a freaking fiasco and it needs to be fixed and they should be looking at hasbro on how to do that and buying bethesda all right it's, it's just business as usual all right, Celeb, so thanks for having me come on and hear my thoughts. So let the people know what my thoughts are about all this stuff. Uh, you guys going back, I'm Rob. You can find me on Twitter at NTROPI1. And if you need to find me somewhere else, that's a good starting point. All right, you folks have a great day. All right, so I'm Tony Polanco, and I am a freelance writer for PC Mag. And tonight I'm going to talk to you, or today, whenever you're listening to this, I'm going to talk to you about all the recent developments in gaming, specifically the pre-orders for next-gen consoles and easily the biggest buyout of the generation, right? So let's start off with PlayStation first, right? So PlayStation had its PlayStation showcase a couple weeks ago, and after it was over, we got to find out that pre-orders were going live the next day, right? Everybody was getting ready. But unfortunately, about an hour after the showcase, hour, an hour and a half, pre-orders went live. Walmart went first and then, you know, everybody else jumped the gun. So it just turned into a big mess. Nobody get their consoles. The following day when people were supposed to get their systems and they couldn't find any, you know, they were understandably upset. So that went off pretty badly, as, as bad as a pre-order launch could go. Then on the opposite end, you had the, you had the Xbox pre-order launch which went, it depends on who you ask. Like me personally, I was able to get my Xbox Series X 
without a problem. I did get my PS5 one without a problem, but you know that was a little bit a little bit harder than the Xbox one. But it it went off better just because of the fact that people knew to prepare for two weeks in advance. But it it was still very difficult to get consoles. And right now I'm hearing people's orders are getting canceled. Amazon's telling people that both of their consoles, either the Xbox Series X or the PS5, is getting delayed. They may not get their customers may not get their systems on time. So it's it's yeah the launches are really bad they're 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 a mess you know but hopefully we'll get their their consoles you know on, relatively on time but thankfully you know you can play the same games for the most part on your current gen system so you're not gonna really miss it much then of course we got the big news which is microsoft buying bethesda and they did this or they announced this the day before series x and s pre-orders went live so it was very calculated what they did so that was pretty interesting again like i said before biggest buyout in gaming history i mean in almost in one of the biggest buyouts in history period if you think about it disney buying marvel and star wars was a little over eight billion dollars microsoft bought bethesda for 7.5 billion so it's comparable that's why you saw phil spencer on all these big money sites talking about the acquisition and what this means is that now Xbox Game Pass, a little bit more enticing now because one of the biggest problems with Xbox Game Pass so far, even though it's objectively a really solid service where people get, you know, have access to 100 games, you know, download them to their system. The biggest problem is, and, you know, just being honest here, Xbox this generation, they've had good exclusives. They haven't had great exclusives. That's the biggest problem. You could make a case for Ori and the Blind Forest, the Forza games, but they haven't produced games that are on the level of Sony's and Nintendo's output in terms of demand from customers. They, people just don't seem to want them as much. This right here, the Bethesda acquisition should definitely help give them a, a boost when it comes to Game Pass, because now you're gonna have these games available on day one, any new games talking about starfield fall five elder scroll six all that stuff so it's going to be very interesting to see where that goes i know some people are saying we may see these games on the playstation i doubt it microsoft paid 7.5 billion those games are staying locked down and it's to bolster game pass so yeah that's what's been going on in gaming lately a lot of big shakeups, all this other stuff going on so it's pretty interesting to see as a gamer very exciting so hopefully this means that we're going to get better games next gen but we'll have to see Anyway, once again, I was Tony Polanco, writer for PC Mag, and keep it gaming, people. Hey, Caleb, man. Hey, this is Andre Tipton, Otaku Man 5000 from RealOtakuGamer.com. So you want to know my opinion on Xbox Series X and the PS5 and the pre-order fiasco? Well, the consoles themselves, I'm really not really... I mean, yeah, I pre-ordered mine. I was lucky... I got lucky to pre-order my PS5 right there at GameStop. Like I was there when the pre pre-orders dropped. Like my buddy was there and he was like, dude, I think they're gonna drop now. And oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, they, they are, they are, they are. And I got mine first thing. Xbox, I'm really not worried about right now. I'm gonna get that later because I have most of the stuff on Game Pass or PC. There's a few games I am looking forward to. As far as the systems themselves, I'm not excited about next gen. I'm excited about the games. I'm not really excited about the technology or the power. I think that between this current gen that we're in now, I don't consider the generations till they come out. So as of, you know, right now, everything's fine. There's 
hundreds of games to play. You don't have to really rush to get next gen because you're not going to really see that big. You'll see a, a technical difference, a leap, but it's not going to be, I don't really consider it to be massive. You know, it, it everything's prettier. Everything runs better. You got the storage is better. It, everything's faster, but I'm not really excited about them. The games I am excited about, there are a bunch of games I'm excited about, but we just found out a lot of those are coming to PS4 or Xbox Xbox One, so or it's just gonna be on Game Pass, and I can play it on anything. So it really doesn't matter what. <laughs> if it's on Game Pass, I can play it on anything. I have X Cloud, so it doesn't matter. I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's too soon to launch. Really, I'm just not really impressed with them. But I like, like the games. Like I, you know, I want to play the. I want to play Demon Souls. Like I can't wait to play that. And I can't play the way. I can't wait to play Miles Morales. Uh, X. Yeah, the Xbox. I mean, now with the acquisition of Bethesda, that sweetens the pot so now i'm like maybe i should maybe i should get xbox but uh i'm gonna get one eventually anyway as far as the fiasco goes i actually talked about this on my podcast the the best the ps5 debacle was walmart's fault so you know we all know how this works if you've worked in retail especially the the retailers knew how many systems they were going to get weeks ago and somebody at walmart was like hey i'm gonna jump the gun hey they're gonna pre-order them tomorrow anyway so why not and then everybody else like i I know the inside from gamestop like i know how i know what happened like walmart did it and then somebody at gamestop was like uh hey sony they're like i'll go ahead and then that's how it was is you know yeah it was messed up as far as retailers go i understand why you where all the retailers are pissed and why you know people on the stores are pissed i understand yeah same with the xbox i mean a lot of this stuff man it, this is all resellers and scalpers man they're all i mean they're all trying to flip these things the people that are really wanting to play them and wanting to enjoy them are going to have a tough road i mean it's just it's you know and i personally think they all overshot them all the retailers overshot all the pre-orders i don't know why they thought you know oh now you're going to get some after after launch what does that mean christmas i mean you know but uh yeah man it's just We'll talk about that more, but uh, you know, man, I, I think the Bethesda thing is good. I just really hope they hold up their end of the bargain with Sony, which I'm, I'm pretty sure they will. We've all talked about this on Twitter and stuff, so. But uh, yeah, man, um, that's my opinion. I mean, it's the, the pre-order thing's messed up. I'm not really excited about the consoles. I'm more about the part, more excited about the games. But yeah, man, it's uh, it's gonna be a really interesting holiday. It's really going to be interesting. And uh, yeah, man. So, hey, I can't wait to chop it up with you, man. We got to get you on our show. I'm going to do, I'm going to interview on my show pretty soon. My new show that's restarting. So, yeah, man. Take it easy. I appreciate it. Second Opinion Podcast, baby. Second Opinion Productions. You guys are doing great work. I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks. Talk to you later. Wow, man. That was a lot of really great opinions about the PS4, Xbox, Bethesda pre-order situation, the whole nine yards. And I just want to take a moment and give a big shout out to um, everybody that joined in on these opinions. Um, Of course, uh, Tony from uh, Throwdown, um, Fame, Dallas Man, J Shock Blast, Move the Joystick, Dreamcast Guy, New Ataco Man, or Andre, um, and of course 
Rob from Cinelinks. Um, and uh, I just I really, really appreciate everybody sharing their opinions with us. And hopefully in the long run, I'll be able to get each one of you on the podcast. Now, I do want to take a second and say there is a new segment coming to the podcast that we're going to do either weekly or biweekly. And it's called Opinions Across the Ocean. And that's actually going to be recorded with Move the Joystick or Matt from Cinelinks. So we're going to kind of talk about one eccentric topic. It'll be probably about a 30-minute segment that will be added to uh, every or every other episode. And I'm very, very excited uh, to have him kind of join the Second Opinion podcast crew because um, I know he's, he's missing doing podcasts. But um, I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to this very long episode. And uh, please make sure to check us out on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Google Play, soon to be Amazon Music, um, and everywhere. Um, there's a good chunk of podcast sites out there that have us. But mainly, thank you for checking us out right here on Cinelinks.com. Peace.